Hello and welcome to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I want to thank you all for tuning in today. We are coming to you live right here on TalkingAlternative.com from a very hot and steamy New York City. I believe we're in the middle of like a four or five day heat wave. So I'm very thankful to be inside and in the air conditioning right now doing this show. So um, today's show, well, I'll sort of back up a moment. So I kind of realized that after doing like 115 shows, which this is number 116, um, but after doing 115 shows, uh, most of the time I'm sort of interviewing other people, the focus is on them, and I realized that I, I really didn't talk much about what I what I do and what I do every day, and you know, aside from owning this show, I do own and operate a private home health business, which is a cash-based home physical therapy business. Um, And I know that we've been having a lot of conversations on on here about cash PT and things like that. And most of them have been focused on cash physical therapy clinics, not really on the home health end of it. And I've had a lot of questions from PTs across the country that have been emailing me privately and asking me specific questions on how did I get into doing a home health business and and how do I run it? What do I do? So today's show is going to be all about giving you some practical tips, actionable tips that you can take immediately to see number one, are you a good fit? for a home health practice because it is much different than seeing patients in a clinic. And if you feel like you are that good fit, so I'll teach you, um, I'll give you some steps on how to figure out if, if maybe that is the, the business for you. And also then we'll go into some mistakes that I have made along the way and that I continue to make mistakes probably weekly. Um, and how you can maybe avoid those mistakes and those pitfalls. So first I'll give you a little bit of background on me and how and why I got into doing more of a cash-based home health physical therapy practice. So uh, about I moved to New York many, many years ago, maybe 13 years ago at this point. And when I first moved to New York, I moved here without a job, and really only knowing about three people, my roommate and two other girls, we all went to high school together. They were a little older than me. So, you know, we weren't really friends in high school. We were friendly. My high school only had like 400 people in it, you know, from seven through 12. So you pretty much knew everyone. Um, True story. So uh, I moved here and I figured, you know, since I didn't have a job when I moved, my first priority to moving to New York City was to get a job. So I interviewed around at a lot of different physical therapy places, some outpatient clinics, the school systems, hospitals, and nothing really seemed like it was the right fit for me. So what I decided to do was I got a job as a personal trainer in probably one of the best and most exclusive gyms in New York City. So it was the Reebok Gym, which is located on the Upper West Side of Manhattan in New York City. Now, before I moved to the city, I had done a little bit of research. I had gotten certified as a personal trainer, even though I already was a physical therapist. And I also researched where is the best place to work if you're going to be a personal trainer. 
And at that time, Reebok was it. So that was the only place that I was going to apply for a job. If I was not going to do work as a physical therapist, this is where I wanted to be. So needless to say, I interviewed and I got the job. And my schedule at the Reebok filled up very, very fast because a lot of people wanted to work with a physical therapist. So I would say within a month of my working there, I had a full schedule, which was great. Um, and then what I note, I stayed there for about a year, maybe a year and change. And what I started to notice was that a lot of the personal trainers at Reebok were not only training people in the gym, mm-hmm. but they were going outside of the gym and training people in their homes, training people where they worked. And I thought to myself, well, gosh, if personal trainers are seeing their clients outside of the gym, then why can't I as a physical therapist see patients outside of a clinic? So I got a couple of patients here and there. Then I left the job at the gym, got a job at a PT clinic working 40 hours a week, And little by little, I started seeing patients before work and after work. So I would either be working 7 to 3 at the clinic, then see patients afterwards in their homes, or I would work 11 to 7 and see patients before I went in. So it was a long day, but it's New York City. Everybody works long hours. Everybody hustles. This is no surprise. And it, what, I didn't feel like I was doing working more, any more than anyone else was in this city. And that's, that's definitely the truth. So about six or seven years ago, I decided to, I was getting so busy and so overworked with seeing patients before and after work and working 40 hours a week that I said to myself, you know, I feel like I'm busy enough with a steady stream of outside patients that I could leave my full-time job. So I did, left my full-time job, and started working. Well, some friends of mine opened up a clinic, so I started working for them part-time, 20 hours a week. And I've been there for about six years now, and little by little, that 20 hours a week was whittled down to eight. So I feel like I've had a lot of people ask, well, how do you start? Can you just jump into a home health business? Can you jump into sort of a cat, even just any cash-based business? And the advice that I always give is, well, number one, make sure that you have at least a bare minimum of three years of experience working in a clinic or a hospital, working around skilled physical therapists, taking as many continuing education courses as you can afford, because... And I would say at least three years. Personally, I think five is probably better because once you start getting into a home health situation, it's just you. You do not have, you can bounce ideas off of friends or discussion boards online, things like that, maybe after you see your patient. But when you're in their home, it's just you and the patient. So you really have to make sure that you have good experience and that you have very good differential diagnostic skills because that patient is going to, and, and, you know, you want to 
have have a lot of knowledge built up because you don't have the ability to say, you know, I'm not sure. Let me ask my colleague who's in the room next door or who might be on the plinth right next to you. Or let me get a second opinion. I'm going to call my colleague over. That doesn't exist when you're in the home health setting. It's you and it's the patient and you're in their home. So the first thing I would say is to get your experience under your belt. Then, and I sort of, I think we discussed this when I had uh, Larry and Jerry on um, a couple of weeks ago talking about PT business. But the next important thing is within that, that time frame of at least three, year, three to five years of working as a PT in a clinic or in a hospital setting is to really find a mentor, find someone that you can go to for questions, find someone that you feel is very skilled and that maybe you want to emulate them. And that way, even if you sort of do what I did where you leave your full-time job and get a part-time gig and kind of whittle yourself down to doing just home health, you know that that mentor is there for you, that if you have questions, you can ask them. So that's always my biggest piece of advice when thinking about, can I do a home health business, a cash-based home health business? Of course. But do you need the experience under your belt of at least three to five years? I think no question. Now, I also think that, you know, and, and This is just something that really worked for me. Like I said, going from a part-time, from a full-time position and then slowly building your practice up over time, I think it's very important for a number of reasons. Number one, um, you have a steady stream of income coming in. So with any business, you have valleys and peaks. And so if you're in one of your valley times where maybe your patient flow isn't as strong as you would like it, you know that you have a constant revenue service coming from this part-time gig. And I think that's very important for your own mental health and to kind of keep your, your stress levels down as you're starting to build up your business. Um, and then you will see over time, and, and for me, I mean, I, I feel like I probably could have left my part-time job a couple of years ago, but I was kind of holding on to that security blanket. And I also enjoyed working around other therapists. It is nice to be able to bounce ideas off of other therapists and things like that. So um, my next, so first piece of advice, have the experience under your belt. Number two, get a mentor. Number three, I highly suggest splitting your time between clinic part-time and then seeing your home patients part-time and then you'll know you'll feel it when you're ready to kind of break away from that clinic and it will definitely be the right time for you I can't put a time frame on that but you'll know it when you feel like you're at the point where you have enough confidence and enough patient flow quite honestly to sustain you financially and and otherwise um, so those are my the big three things that you want to start with. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about how to think about finding your ideal customer avatar, which is a great piece of advice from Marie Forleo. So we'll be right back with that. So stay tuned. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Do you need a business plan that can guide your company's growth? Covenant 7 will help bring the changes you need. 
We are small business consultants and we pay attention to the details you may miss. Our coaching and consulting services are guaranteed to lead to right growth for your business. Call us at 917-833-4860 for a no-obligation free consultation. Check out our website at www.covenant7.com. Are you fed up with talking points rhetoric? Everywhere you turn, it's left or right spin, ideology, no reality. In fact, it's ideology over intellect. No more. It's time for the truth. Join me, Larry Sharp, a.k.a. The Neo Sage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 Eastern, for the Ivory Tower radio program. In the Ivory Tower, we'll discuss what's important to you, society, politics, business, and family. It's provocative talk for the realist and the skeptic who want to know what's really going on, what does it mean, and what can be done about it. So gain special access to the Ivory Tower and listen to me, Larry Sharp, your Neo Sage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11, New York time. Go to ivorytowerradio.com for details. That's ivorytowerradio.com. The Ivory Tower is a great place to visit for both entertainment and education. Listen in, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11. It will make you smarter. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy, and today I'm talking a little bit more about what I do on an everyday basis, aside from this show and aside from going back to school to get my doctorate. I own and operate a home health physical therapy business right here in New York City. And a lot of people ask, how did I get started? You know, how, what, what, is it the right fit for me? So if you uh, missed the first segment, uh, basically the three things that you have to think about before you even start to, to operate a home health business is, number one, can, do you have the time? Number two, you need experience at least three to five years of physical therapy experience around other physical therapists in a hospital, in a clinic, what have you. Uh, Take a lot of continuing education courses. You really have to hone your diagnostic skills. Find a mentor. Find someone, even if you're a new grad, and and let's say your goal is to have your own cash-based business, whether it be home health or otherwise, find a mentor. Can't stress that enough. And then finally... I think if you're going to do a home health business, I highly encourage everyone to kind of do what I did. Get yourself a part-time gig and build up that home care practice on the side. Get yourself a reputation. And that's a great way to to uh, think about how you want to start moving uh, towards that goal of perhaps having your own home health business, cash-based business. Now, I do realize... That being said, that not everyone lives in New York City, as, as I do, and has the luxury of having a lot of people in a concentrated area that are willing to pay for someone to come to their home. But a good exercise to do before you even start the home-based business is this, and this is a great nugget from Marie Forleo. 
I took her online B school last year, and this was one of the first exercises she has us do. And it is finding out who your ideal customer avatar is. So what does that mean? It means you sit down with a pen and paper and you take, I think it took me a couple of days to figure out my ideal customer avatar. So you sit down with a pen and paper and you try and figure this out. So what does it mean? It means who in your mind is the ideal person who would like to pay for your services? Think about things. So when you're thinking about who's my ideal customer avatar, think about things like the age range of the person, their income level, their activity level. Is it a man? Is it a woman? What do they like to do? What do they do for a living? What publications do they read? What TV shows do they like to watch? Do they have children, etc.? You're really trying to invent this ideal customer avatar and write a story about them. So not only do you have to think of practical things like I just mentioned, but you also have to think about how are they feeling? What are they thinking and how are they feeling? How are they feeling about going to see a physical therapist? Really think about the psychology behind your ideal customer avatar. Normally, when people come in to see a physical therapist, they're anxious. They're usually in pain. 99% of people who contact a physical therapist are probably in pain. So think about the psychology behind pain. And this is where a lot of the biopsychosocial treatments come in the uh, neuroscience behind pain, fear avoidance behaviors, catastrophization. What is this person really thinking? Then you're going to sit down with your pen and paper and you're going to write a whole story based on this ideal customer avatar. What this exercise does is it really makes you think about what you are looking for and it puts it out there into the universe. Like I said, I did this last year, and this is from Marie Forleo, her online B-School. And I have to say, within the past year, I have gotten so many more referrals. And for the most part, they all fit into my ideal customer avatar. I look back at what I wrote last year, and the majority of the patients that I have seen fit almost exactly into that ideal customer avatar. It's crazy. So it really does help. And what it, it also does is it helps for you to get clear on what you want and where you want to take your business. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show as it relates to getting referrals and, and things like that for your business. But, you know, as Marie says on her website, the ideal customer avatar, once you have that down and you know who you want and who you want to work with, Marketing becomes massively easier and more effective, meaning you're not saying, oh, I treat injured people, or I treat people who just had surgery. Well, that's a lot of people. So if you can really hone in on to what your ideal customer avatar is, it makes it a lot easier for you to market to that specific person, market with that specific person in mind. So you'll attract your ideal customers who are perfect for you, and business will be a pleasure. Who doesn't want to work with people that you want to work with? It only makes sense. And then lastly, you'll reach your business goals a lot faster. 
So I can't, this is a great exercise, and I encourage anyone who is thinking of starting a business, PT or otherwise, to do this. Essentially, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get into the shoes of your ideal customer avatar. And it kind of sounds familiar, right? And I think it's called empathy. And if you're going to run, you know, really getting into your patient's shoes, trying to understand them not only emotionatively, but cognitively as well. And it's called empathy. And if you're going to run a home health practice or really just kind of make it through life as a decent human being, empathy is a really great skill to have. I interviewed uh, Alan Siegel a couple of weeks ago and his book, Simple, talking about uh, simplicity and communication. He has a whole section devoted to just empathy. And how empathy and communication, especially with a person-to-person in front of you, communication is so important. He said, Alan said, you know, when I go to see my physical therapist, the first thing I say is, how are you? How are you doing? What has happened over the past week? And that is what is going to keep people coming back to you. So, you know, you want to be able to get your referrals, which is great, but you want to keep them. And you want them to refer more people to you. And I think empathy is a huge part of that, showing that you have that empathetic side to you. And, you know, I was putting all this together on an Amtrak train yesterday from Philadelphia to New York, uh, putting this show together. And then I get, uh, I'm on my Facebook page, and Jason Silvernail, who's been on the show a couple of times, who is out in Afghanistan right now with the Army, Yeah. Um, He posted something to his Facebook page and it was written by Larry Benz, who's been on the show uh, about a month or two ago. And in it, this is on the evidence, uh, evidence in motion blog. And it's all about empathy and how empathy is sort of the missing, the missing link in physical therapy. And believe it or not, there are a lot of hard science, good studies showing that Having empathy, especially as a healthcare provider, will prolong your career as a healthcare provider, and it will also help to lessen the burnout factor as well. Apparently, people without empathy tend to burn out a little bit faster. So, um, I, I think, and if you've ever been in a conversation with someone who really has no empathy, it's it's awful. Like late last year, I was having a conversation with someone who really had no empathy at all um, for my situation and for what I was going through. And this was someone who was close to me. And what was the result of that conversation? First of all, I thought I was going crazy, number one. And number two, it makes you feel really bad about yourself. And it kind of made me feel bad for being myself and for having the thoughts that I have and for doing the things in the world that I do. So if you translate that over into your interactions with your patients, if you go in and you have a lack of empathy and your patient is coming to you already in pain and you're running a home health business, so not only are they in pain, they have invited you into their home you know, you are a guest in their home. So if you go in with an attitude of, of no empathy, I will guarantee you, you will not be invited back. 
So it's very important, especially in a home health setting, to have, I think, greater empathy for people. Because like I said, you, they are inviting, they're vulnerable enough, they're in pain, they're at physical therapy. Then, like I said, they're inviting you to their home. You never want to feel, make someone feel like crap after they've invited you into their home. It's not a good thing. And, you know, without that empathy, all the trust that that patient has in you is just thrown out the window. So I think if you're thinking about having a home health practice, you really have to not only hone your diagnostic skills, but you really have to hone your people skills. You need to be empathetic. You need to be understanding. You need to be flexible. So just to kind of back up on, uh, on that topic, um, getting to really getting to know who your ideal customer avatar is. And if you have enough, if you need to have sufficient empathy, um, maybe are, you are working full time and want to start getting some outside patients. You already have made the move to part time in the clinic. Um, now what? How do you get those all-important referrals? And that's a big, big, huge topic, and we're going to incorporate your ideal customer avatar into getting those referrals. So we're going to get into that right after this break. So everyone stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Hi, I'm Austin Marola. And I'm Sloan Wainwright. We're the hosts of the new Thursday morning show, The Music Power, Power Hour. Hour, at 11 a.m. We're going to have fun. And shine the light on all aspects of music. And its limitless healing possibilities. We're going to invite artists to share their songs and play live. We'll be listening and talking about great music from yesterday to today. So you're invited to share in our musical conversation. Your ears will be delighted with the sound of music. And our voices. Join Austin and Sloan live Thursdays at 11 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. I heard you on the wireless back 
And welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy. And today we're talking about uh, starting up, operating, owning a home health uh physical therapy business, cash base, which is what I do and what I've been doing for the past couple of years. So if anyone has any questions, they can call in toll free at 877-480-4120. So uh, in the last segment, we were talking about your ideal customer avatar. So what does that mean? That means you write down all the qualities of the ideal person you would like to treat. Then you think, try and get into the psychology behind that person. What are their fears? What are their hopes? What are they thinking? What are they catastrophizing about? Uh, again, really kind of pulling in the biopsychosocial aspect of uh, physical therapy going beyond the biomedical aspect. Okay, so now you know who your ideal customer avatar is. You took a couple of hours or a couple of days like I did, and and you feel like you have sufficient empathy, you feel like you can be flexible, you have your experience under your belt, and you're ready to go. Um, So now what? How do you get those all-important referrals? Now, this kind of goes back to who is your ideal customer avatar. So if your ideal customer avatar are, let's say it's pediatrics, let's say it's children, well, the first thing you maybe you would want to do is Target your local pediatricians, local orthopedics specializing in pediatrics. Perhaps you can do, think about sort of thinking outside of the box. Let's say maybe you can go to local high schools, local middle schools, do free talks for the parents and for the kids. Start a program. There's a program here in New York City that I've been involved with um, for a couple of years, and that's where... Uh, a doctor here in New York City, he goes to some of the local high schools and he brings with him physicians, nutritionists, and physical therapists. They go and they do pre-screenings on the athletes for whatever that season may be, which is a great way to get exposure for you. So you can meet the kids, you can meet the teachers, you can meet the athletic directors, meet their coaches, all while you're perhaps doing these pre-screenings for the kids. And this could be something, maybe this is an offering. Maybe this is something that you say, hey, I'm willing to do this for free. And in return, if one of those kids gets injured during the season, well, you can bet where they're going to want to go to. And they're probably going to want to go to you. So that's a great way to kind of think outside of the box. That's just an example. Let's say you are... A big, let's say you're interested in athletes, you know, you're a runner and you want to work with runners, work with triathletes. Every town, I don't care if it's New York City or if you're in a small town uh, somewhere across the country, there are probably running groups, triathlon groups, things like that. Again, offer your services, do free talks, do free screenings for them. Because again, if Odds are someone in that group is going to be injured and they'll say, oh, remember that physical therapist who gave their time to us to do a talk or a lecture or a screening? Well, I'm going to go to them because they know you and they feel comfortable with you. And believe it or not, they may even say, you know, like I I happen to run a cash-based business for home health. You certainly don't have to. If you want to go through the insurance companies, you certainly can. But... 
you know, if people have a good feeling about you, they like you, they've met you, odds are they're probably willing to pay for you as well. So it's just something to think about it. Let's say if you are uh, into women's health, well, maybe you would target, uh, again, pediatricians, uh, OBGYNs, uh, mommy groups, mommy and me groups, things like that. So this is why finding out who your ideal customer avatar is is so vital Because without knowing that, how can you then go out and market yourself? How can you then go out and align yourself with the groups of people that you want to have as your patients? So what did I do? How do I sort of get my constant stream of patients? I have a great word of mouth business. The majority of my patients are through word of mouth. Um, I've also have, by virtue of working at Reebok, which is, like I said, one of the most exclusive gyms in New York City, I still am, I always say working at Reebok was the best thing I could have done when I moved to the city, because not only did it sort of spark this interest in me of, hey, I'm seeing personal trainers do home, going to people's homes, why can't I as a PT, but it also gave me a huge network of contacts and a great network of friends. And all of these friends are in the health and wellness business. So how lucky am I? So I've gotten tons of referrals from some of the personal trainers, nutritionists, cycle instructors, basketball instructors from Reebok. And again, they're sort of working with who I feel are my ideal customer avatars. Um, so it's a huge thing. So if you're a physical therapist, even in a small town, you can go to your local gym and introduce yourself to the trainers, get yourself in with a network of other people, maybe not physical therapists, but other people who let's say are in the health and wellness business. You know, maybe there's a large company in your town and you can get in touch with maybe people who do worksite wellness there. You know, these are just all ways for you to think about getting referrals outside of your typical doctor. Now, that being said, another thing I did when I moved to New York City was I started playing softball. And I started playing in Central Park, and I met tons of people through softball in Central Park. I happened to be, and it was a little bit easier for me, I happened to be one of only two girls in an all-men's league. So everybody kind of knew who I was, so that was also good. Um, but one of, the, one of the guys that played on the other teams happens to be a doctor here in New York City, and he's been a great referral source for me, and he's also, I refer people to him. So it's, it's a great sort of two-way street. And um, he's a great guy. He's great to collaborate with. And I think having a, a really open uh, relationship with a physician like that, where you're referring to him, he's referring to you, his patients are coming back to him and they're happy, so he's happy. And so he'll continue to refer patients to me. And that has been a wonderful relationship, and I really cherish it. It's been great. Um, but now that I'm sort of leaving even my part, part-time job, that I'm only there like 8 to 10 hours a week, it has me thinking, okay, I have to start thinking, you know, perhaps maybe I can go to different physicians. So how would you kind of 
get sort of in with, quote unquote, another doctor. And, you know, what what I do is when I have a patient that's referred to me via word of mouth, you know, you write up a great uh, initial evaluation, some recommendations, you send it off to the doctor with a great note, introducing yourself, telling them what you do. And guess what? That doctor is more likely to refer patients to you because perhaps as a home health physical therapist, you're doing something a little bit different. You know, it's definitely a niche. A lot of people, at least here in New York City, but I'm sure across the country, don't have time, nor do they want to make that extra appointment outside the home. So if you happen to be marketing to a doctor, you can market that, hey, I can make this person's life a little bit easier because I can come to them. And doctors really, I mean, doctors want the best for their patients, and they want the best outcomes for their patients. If their patient is happy, then they're likely to refer more people to the doctor. And it's just sort of a big referral circle, and it kind of keeps going and going. But again, you have to think about even the physicians you're targeting have your ideal customer avatar in mind. You're not just going to start emailing or or writing to a whole bunch of doctors if they don't have your ideal customer avatar as their base. So like I said, if you really want to work with kids, target your pediatricians, go to high schools, go to middle schools, go to mommy and me groups, things like that. The best thing you can do is offer up some free offerings to people, have them get to know you, and I guarantee you, you will have referrals. Now, the last Though another thing that I have actually gotten referrals from, and it sounds kind of crazy, but even if I'm out for dinner, I'm out at a bar, I'm at a party, you know, you start talking about what you do. And if you talk about it with some excitement and you love what you do, which I do love what I do, that certainly comes across and people will say, you know something, you're exactly what my boss needs. So I'm going to take your card. So again, a referral doesn't have to be very formal. Every time you're in a room with someone you don't know, they should know who you are and what you do by the time you leave that room because odds are that can be a referral. And I've used that mentality since I've been here in New York. And I have to say it has served me well because I have definitely gotten referrals from from people that I've met at parties, bars, restaurants, etc. Um, now, the last thing, and I think I spoke with Jared Carter about this as far as getting referrals, especially for a home health business, is start to network, not so much with other physical therapists, but join entrepreneurial groups in your community. You know, I, here in New York, I belong to a couple Um, One is that I love if you're in the New York City area and you're a female, it's Young Female Entrepreneurs or YFE. Um, They're in New York and I think they're also in L.A. and expanding to other uh, metropolitan areas. But it's a great way to, again, widen your, your base of people, widen your referral base, because these are people working in other industries who you would otherwise never even meet. So I think joining these entrepreneurial groups, meetup groups, things like that, they're all other potential ways to get your referrals. So uh, again, you want to think about, I can't stress enough, thinking about your referral base with your ideal customer avatar in mind at all times. 
because if you don't have that in mind, like I said, if, if you're, or I should say like Marie says, if you are working towards your ideal customer avatar, you'll attract the ideal customers who are perfect for you and business will be a pleasure. Because you're going to patients' homes, you don't want to have to dread walking into someone's home. You want to look forward to going there. You want to look forward to meeting them. So market yourself with that ideal customer avatar in mind, and you will always have a great day at work. And on that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant. Helping conscious people be better business people. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. And welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy, and we're coming to you live from New York City right here on TalkingAlternative.com. Okay, so last section, I hope I gave people enough uh, practical tips on how to get referrals and a lot of ideas. I know there was a lot kind of thrown in there, but, you know, I think the main thing to remember is every time you talk to someone, that person is a potential referral source. End of story. Um, So keep that in mind and also keep in mind who your customer avatar is when you're talking to your to any referral source. Okay, so some other practical tips on having your own home health business. Um, a website. So I do have a website. I'm in the process right now of revamping my website. And just so people know, the first my current website that I have now, which is KarenLitzy.com, I did that website on my own in a day. 
And I did it through Squarespace. There's WordPress. There's a whole bunch of online platforms that you can build your own website. So I think something that's important here is that you don't need to spend a lot of money to have a pretty basic website. And, you know, maybe you don't even need a full web page. Maybe you just need a landing page. You know, these are things that you can kind of think about. Um, Once, and I sort of got the website together, once I felt like my business was sort of off the ground and, and running. Now, I personally have some mixed feelings on my website, about a website as a home health practitioner. Um, and, and this is it. Do I think you need a website? Absolutely. Um, do I have a website to get my referrals? And the answer is no. I do not have a website out there to get more business or to get more referrals. I have my, the new website I have should be coming out probably by the end of this month. But the website is so that people who are referred to me, I can direct them to the website, refer to me through my friend who's a doctor, through other patients, through friends, through people I've met. I can refer them to, a, to the website and the website itself, well, the new one is very sharp. It's very sort of rich looking. Um, and just to refer to them, to refer them to the website so they can kind of see what I do. And I'm also going to mainly use it as a blogging website. But the reason that I really haven't taken people directly from the website is because you're doing home health. And if this is a person who was not referred to you by another patient or from a doctor, they are asking you to come to you, to their home. So there are some safety concerns here. So I really have never had someone, well, I take that back. I had one person kind of sort of cold call me or cold email me, if you will, because they saw the website and liked what they saw on the website. Um, and even then, I, you know, you Google these people. You know, you don't want to walk in. People are crazy. You know, you don't want to walk into a home situation where you're putting yourself in danger. And I think that's something to think about, you know, when you're having a website and, and something to think about in, in general when you're doing home health is that you are going to patients' homes. So that's why I feel like a word-of-mouth referral um, or from a trusted source from a doctor is, is really your safest bet. So, and I, I mean, I've had people email me and ask me, oh, well, you know, what, what do you do with physical therapy? And so I give them an explanation and then I have the person come back and say, oh, so then you can come and massage me for an hour? And I said, you know, I don't think that this is really the best fit. So that's sort of your word of caution. I think word of caution when you have a website and you're sort of billing yourself as a home health physical therapist is I still like to get my referrals from a trusted source and not sort of a cold email or a cold call from my website. And, you know, that may change as as time goes on. But you have to think, again, you're going into someone else's home where it may be just you and this patient. And so not only do you want to feel, you not only want to make the patient feel comfortable, but you need to feel comfortable entering that home. And if, if you do sort of get a bad feeling or, you know, everyone sort of has that feeling in the pit of their stomach, if, if something may be going wrong, then you just leave. And, and you are more that, that is certainly within your right. 
And you can then maybe refer them to a clinic or something like that. So you just don't want to leave the patient high and dry. But if it's a situation that you're not comfortable with, you can certainly just say that and refer them to a clinic. Um, so anyway, that's, in my opinion, why I think a website is, is a bit of a tricky, bit of a tricky thing. Um, so some other practical steps. Uh, you know, I have a PLLC. But you can kind of do, I did have a PC at one point as far as incorporation is concerned. And I have to say, huge mistake for me. Having the, the PC was a huge mistake. Uh, taxes were crazy. So these are things, again, before you kind of start this business or any business, talk with your accountant. If you have like a money manager, talk with your money manager on what would be the best way to incorporate for you and your state and what you're doing, because everybody's a little different. Um, I got a question the other day via email about insurance. So do I have malpractice insurance? And of course I have malpractice insurance. I get my malpractice insurance through um, Health Provider Service Organization or HPSO. Um, I think it's HPSO.com. So even if you are working in a clinic that has insurance, you should have your own separate malpractice insurance. And if you don't, I would suggest you go, like I said, I use HPSO. I'm sure there's other uh, places to get it. But when you are working on your own and you're in someone's home, yes, you definitely need to have malpractice insurance. It is paramount. Um, because I also do wellness visits with patients. So sometimes uh, they may transition out of physical therapy and I may do wellness visits with them. I also have a rider on my insurance for personal training as well. So it's something to think about. So if you are transitioning patients or I even get people for training because maybe they've just finished a bout of rehab and they want someone to come to their home to exercise with them and they feel more comfortable with a physical therapist. So one of the things I offer aside from physical therapy is post rehab training. And therefore on my insurance, I do have an extra rider. It costs a little bit more money. It's nothing outrageous. Uh, that protects me uh, as a personal trainer as well. So those are just some things, some some very practical and legal things that you want to think about. And I got that question via email over the weekend. Um, now, the other thing, practical, but a lot of people kind of forget about this, is, you know, the best way to kind of keep patients happy and keep them coming back or keep them referring is to make sure that you do your follow-up. So even after I discharge a patient, I'm following up with them usually at two weeks and a month, maybe even six months out just to check in to see how they're doing. Sometimes they email me back, sometimes they don't. But one thing I think it's important is don't feel like you're being a pain in the ass because you're checking up on your patients or if you haven't, you've discharged someone, you haven't heard from them from for a while. Email them, see how they're doing. Usually, I mean, I've just done that because I'll just think about them and I'll be, oh, you know, I haven't heard from so-and-so in a while. I'm going to email them because I truly want to know how they're doing. Um, so, and that's something that goes a long way for your marketing and for your patient care. And, um, and, and again, the best marketing is word of mouth. So if you have great follow-up care, I can't stress that enough, you're going to have great word of mouth from, from, for, from your former patients. Okay, so I know that was a lot of information thrown at you. If, if anyone has any questions, they can email me directly, and that's klitzy, L-I-T-Z as in zebra, Y, 
at me, M as in Mary, E as in Edward.com. You can go to my website, KarenLitzy.com. You'll see the website that I threw together in a day. Um, and hopefully at the end of the month, you'll see a website that was put together by a professional and what a difference a pro makes. Um, huge difference. So um, anyway, just a couple of, of other things. Today's show is going to be my last show for a little while. I'm going on a little bit of a hiatus for a couple of weeks. As I kind of mentioned quickly in the beginning of the show, I have started um, a DPT program. So I'm getting my doctorate of physical therapy. And I just need to focus on that for a little bit, at, at least until the end of this semester. And then we'll see what the next semester will bring. So I'm going on a little summer hiatus. I mean, Oprah does it. So I figured why not? Um, so that I can kind of focus on school and really feel like I can get everything done, including work and and the show and school. So uh, Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart will be taking a little bit of a hiatus, and and I will keep people informed via Twitter uh, when uh, the show will be coming back. And you can also find me at Twitter, on it, which is uh, at Karen Litzy NYC. So I just want to give a big thanks to Sam Lebowitz. He is our producer here at Talking Alternative, to Janice Taylor, who does the sound every week, um, uh, as I take a little bit of a break. So again, if anyone has any questions or concerns, please feel free to email me at klitzy at me.com. And thanks for tuning in, and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you a female entrepreneur ready to break through? Join us at Sexy Body Sassy Soul, where women are empowered to ask for and receive what they truly want in love, life, and business. Tune in Thursdays at noon Eastern Time to learn tips and juicy secrets from inspiring women and men who dare to define their success. Get inspired, stay motivated, and define your version of joy and success with Sexy Body Sassy Soul every Thursday at noon New York Time on TalkingAlternative.com. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. This is Tony Martinetti, the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Technology, fundraising, compliance, social media. Small and medium nonprofits have needs in all these areas. My guests are expert in all these areas and more. Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. 
Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern, on Talking Alternative Broadcasting. Are you concerned about the future of your business or career? Would you like it all to just be better? Well, the way to do that is through better communication. And the best way to do that is training from the team at Improving Communications. This is Larry Sharp, host of the Ivory Tower Radio Program and director at Improving Communications. Does your office need better leadership, customer service, sales, or maybe better writing or speaking skills? Could they be better at dealing with confrontation, conflicts, and touchy subjects? All are covered here at Improving Communications. If you're in the New York City area, stop by one of our public classes or get your human resources in touch with us. The website is improvingcommunications.com. That's improvingcommunications.com. Improve your professional environment. Be more effective. Be happier and make more money. Improving communications. That's the answer. TalkingAlternative.com. 